Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, mixed results for Fiji, Samoa and Tonga in the opening round of the Pacific Nations Cup rugby competition and its single swim for Peter Taufa-Tafua in his bid to compete at the Canoe Sprint World Championships in August. But first, the Samoa government is accelerating plans to build a new national rugby stadium following criticism of the playing field at Apia Park. Manu Samoa beat Tonga in their Pacific Nations Cup opener on Saturday, but the game was almost called off before kick-off, with the playing surface resembling a mud bath following heavy use during the Pacific Games and significant rain in the Samoan capital. Samoa's Minister for Sport, Luau Kaniti Sio, says the government wants to build a new home of rugby on the other side of town, and the sooner the project can get underway, the better. I think the pitch needs to be upgraded in a way. So we are planning to move down to uh, where the sports facilities are at uh, Tonai Matu. And hopefully that uh, we can build a big stadium there for, for rugby alone and leave that up your path. Uh, actually, the, the, the area is just a, a swampy area. So we just kind of fix it in a way when it's coming to bad weather. But yes, of course, that uh, we are uh, concerned with it. And we are having a uh, planning of the process where we can uh, push through the cabinet so that we can move down to uh, Tonemato yeah, for the next uh, going forward. So the government's plan is to, to build a new home of rugby for, for Samoa? Absolutely. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the way I look at it, and hopefully that uh, we can do, uh, you know, the sooner the better. But, uh, yeah. And that plan to build a new stadium at Tonemato, how, how, how long has that idea been in the works? I will say uh, the next financial year will, will be much better. That's a, that's the way I look at it. I've already talked to the Prime Minister and uh, I've indicated to him. Uh, and yes, that uh, he's concerning with, with the park that we're having at the moment down at Apia Park. Uh, with, uh, you know, the climate change nowadays, uh, you know, this time of the year, it's, it's so sunny down here now. It's getting to a rainy season now. So the idea to build a new stadium down at Tuanimato, is that something that... Um, the government has thought of after what happened with the game, Pacific Games and this test match, or is this something you've been thinking about for a while? Yeah, it was you know, a foresight that we had uh, for a while now, especially with the conditions of the Apia Park when it comes to a rainy season. So with the facilities down here that we have all the sports down here at the Tonang Mato now, so building a stadium there will, will actually uh, bring the attention. And the other way that we have a lot of uh, access to Tonang Mato rather than coming up here park is only one access. You know, that's another thing that's why we were thinking of, of building a stadium down here for Rocky alone. And it's nearer to all the facilities that we're having as well. Where do you think the money to fund that stadium w- would come from? Obviously, you got a lot of support from China for a lot of the venues that were used in the Pacific Games. Uh, w- would the government be able to stamp up the funds, or would you need some, some additional yeah, support? I hope, uh, I hope that uh, Dan was here uh, in the weekend. <laughs> 
So I'm just saying that hopefully that the New Zealand is helping us with this and uh, between the project at, uh, at the beach plant. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, probably our peninsula will talk to, to Adin and how if they can uh, help out with that, if that is possible with the New Zealand government. And that will, yeah, will really fine with us. So, so is that something the Prime Minister plans to raise with Jacinda Ardern soon? Uh, he has uh, mentioned that uh, to the bilateral uh, talk with Ardern. And uh, yeah, that's the way I look at it. And hopefully that uh, we can appeal that, uh, you know, the sooner the better, as I say. If that goes ahead, when do you hope that it might be uh, ready for, for matches? Well, I guess, you know, uh, the stadium might be two years deal so to build. So hopefully by... 2021, 2022 will be, will be the, the proper uh, time for, for us to have a new stadium. But actually, if uh, New Zealand is not uh, willing to help, we're definitely looking to other uh, aids as well. Probably we'll ask China again. And I suppose, Minister, um, we've seen with the All Blacks test in 2015 and uh, the Super Rugby game and, and whatnot in recent years, uh, sometimes the capacity of Apia Park is has been an issue in terms of getting, you know, we see Super Rugby games being played in Fiji, for example. Maybe a new, brand new stadium uh, might uh, might help attract more games like that as well. So, you know, there are more other sports and events that could be played there. Yeah, definitely. You are absolutely right. And I'm telling you that uh, we'll uh, draw a lot of attention if we're going to build a new a new facility down at uh, Tonai Mato, which is a good way for us moving forward, especially rugby nowadays. But, uh, you know, we just can't bring in uh, big games down uh, to the island if uh, we don't build the proper facilities to, to have. In terms of the, the playing condition of the pitch, I mean, you mentioned obviously it's difficult in the rainy season. Why why would it why would the pitch be any better if it was over at Tuanimato? Would it be a different kind of soil or what, what, what what's the difference over there? I will say so because uh, Tuanimato is much higher. The attitude is much higher rather than on the Park. It's a sort of a real side thing that uh, when it comes to rain, they will always be swamping and you know, a lot of water around there in that area. So Nomato is uh, the proper and the best side to build because it's much higher ground. That's Samoa's Minister for Sport, Luau Kaneti Seal. Despite the testing on-field conditions, Manu Samoa coach Steve Jackson was happy enough to come away with their first win over the Ikaletahi in three years. Pleasing just to get a win over them. You know, we haven't had a win beating Tonga for a couple of years, but I think it's the way that our team went about it for 80 minutes of that game. You know, the guys came in at half-time, understandably down 10-3, but um, the belief that we were in control of the game for a major periods of time in that first half, and we just didn't capitalise, and a couple of things didn't go away, and we let them off talk a couple of times, and we in the sheds 10-3 down. But, you know, the belief within the group with the work that they've done um, and the leadership group to go out and make the decisions that in some critical parts of the field, you know, was pretty outstanding. And to come back twice from being down, um, just shows the character of this group at the moment. You know, they've been coming under a lot of criticism around being able to play for 80 minutes. And look, in those conditions, <laughs> it must have felt like 100 minutes out there for some of those players. But, you know, they, they managed to do that um, and they could be proud of the performance that they put out there. Did you learn anything about the, the, the players and the team uh, from, from that 80 minutes that you perhaps didn't know or were wondering prehand? Um, our decision makers were outstanding. I thought, you know, UJ for his debut in those conditions at 10, you know, controlled the game extremely well put us in the right parts of the field and, and make great decisions and likewise did our number eight up and you know, I thought he had an outstanding game and you know at times when he felt momentum of our scrum going forward uh, to keep the ball in and make those little decisions you know the, the scrum for penalties and you know not only the guys that made their debuts but we had some guys that had been in the team for a wee while you know I thought along with the 
um, Mulapola was outstanding. And then again, you know, Chris Louie um, playing at six, um, again, just shows the versatility as a guy and playing another 80 minutes in that, you know, there was just some outstanding efforts across the park and, you know, they'll be better for it. In terms of those conditions, uh, I mean, it really was a bit of a, a throwback and there's obviously been a bit of criticism as to maybe should that match have gone ahead with those conditions and um, what, what was uh, the team's perspective on that? Did you know it was going to be that bad and do you think it was suitable for rugby or is it just the case of it is what it is and you play your game and, and, and just roll with it? Looked like it was going to clear up for a period of time there, but you know, I mean, it came in again and it bucks it down. You know, in the warm up, you know, everyone was soaked. And look, Michael Groom from World Rugby just came up to me and said, "Look, you know, um, mate, if we abandon the game, um, it'll be a draw. If we abandon the game in the first half due to the conditions, or if we abandon the game in the second half, the team that's leading will win the game." So we were really clear from World Rugby, you know, what was going to happen um, in any instance. But again. I remember back in uh, when the All Blacks played Scotland back in the 70s, you know, <laughs> the pitches then were probably not as bad as what we got yesterday. But, yeah, look, they were trying conditions. Um, I think, you know, probably the right decision was made in the end to continue the game. I don't think any team would have wanted the game to be in abandon. I think it just means that Arpia Park now hopefully gets a bit of an upgrade. Um, you know, they've had some games on it. Now they had the league and then rugby and it's sort of um, never been able to uh, get the growth of the uh, grass back. So, you know, hopefully, um, you know, they put a bit of work into that and we, we get it right. Um, being the only game or the only fixture we've got at home this year anyway. Was it very much a case of World Rugby sort of put the ball in the court of the teams and said, well, if you're not comfortable, we can call it quits. But uh, if you both want to play on, this is the situation. And if you guys are keen, we'll we'll, we'll go through with it. They were really clear that, you know, it's not, it's not our decision to abandon the game. You know, it will be World Rugby's. And they were absolutely clear and gave us good clarity before the game, you know, what the outcome would be um, if they decide to um, abandon the game. I mean, you know, periods of time there, you know, it wasn't raining and then it cleared up and then it rained again. You can argue should we have played, but look, the players would tell you that they're there to play rugby. You know, they're there to get an outcome and, and um, you know, we managed to do that and we were just happy to come out on the, the right side of the ledger. Yeah, and as you say, for Manu Samoa, it's the only home match of this season and it could be a you know, a long time between drinks for those sorts of situations. So um, on one hand, you want a pristine sort of, uh, you know, field to play on in, in all circumstances is the dream, but also to to have that connection with the local supporters and actually to get to play in front of your, your home fans can be quite rare. And you're playing against a Tongan team that have played one home test match, maybe two in the last eight, nine, ten years. So uh, the, the flip side of it is you don't get to play at home and that's obviously uh, means a lot to the players and the fans. Oh, exactly. Look, you know, there's a thought that we got yesterday. In those trying conditions, you know, they came out in, in truckloads. And again, it was really important that we um, put on a performance that, you know, not only that we could be happy with, but also just for our public. You know, they haven't had much success over the last few years. And, and barring the, the conditions, I, I just thought our team was, was outstanding in, in certain areas of the game. And, you know, I think we dominated most of the game and, and deserved a win in the end. Hopefully the, we leave here and, and the public are happy and, and they can see what we're trying to do within a group and the way that we're playing the game and the way that we can finish the game. So, Indeed. So, I mean, as you said, you had the likes of UJ Sutini on debut. You had Johnny Varley on the wing. You had a, a couple of other new fellas uh, running around as well and, and obviously some experienced players. So, you know, are you very much in these next sort of one, two weeks will, will be an opportunity to give other players, an op- um, you know, their chance and, and by the end of it you'll have an idea of uh, who's going to make that list at the end and, and who won't? Yeah, exactly right. You know, and that's what this is about, you know, obviously about, you know, winning games, but, um, you know, more importantly, giving these players an opportunity to put their hand up, you know, I'm building some depth um, within our group 
Um, so when you do go to a rugby world cup, you know that players, you know, are capable of filling spots, and that we've got a group of players that are competing um, against each other, and everyone's on the same level. You know, we haven't just got a starting 15, but we've got a we've got a starting 31. You know, that's going to be critical for us moving into the rugby world cup. Um, and so next week, you know, you'll you'll see some other players play, and and then the following week against Fiji. Who couldn't play yesterday that that you expect will come into the uh, selection mix uh, for the USA? It's obviously, Salah Lamb and Ilya the two other walkers that we've got on tour. They'll come into the equation and likewise, you know, Henry Tofu, who's a midfielder and Karen Fonatier, who was um, resting a knee injury. You know, Jack Lamb's got a bit of a, a, a niggle on his knee. So, you know, potentially he can come out and play Pula, Fasala, Lenny, you know, he's, he hasn't played yet. So th- those guys will get out there and, and get their opportunity. Pele Cali obviously missed this game. You know, the guys that weren't involved in this game will definitely be involved in the next game. And then, you know, we'll, we'll sit down and reflect on the two games that we had and, and then we'll have a look at the, get, uh, the team for Fiji. Manu Samoa coach Steve Jackson. The defending Pacific Nations Cup champs Fiji were beaten 34-21 by Japan and Kamaishi in their first match of the tournament. The PNC continues this weekend with Fiji hosting Canada and Samoa taking on the United States in Suva, while Tonga travel to Japan. The Canoe Sprint World Championships are just three weeks away and Tonga's Peter Taufatafua admits his bid to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics is not going well. The 35-year-old announced in May he'd taken up kayaking in a bid to become the first person this century to compete in three different Olympic sports. Speaking about his preparation while attending the Pacific Games in Samoa a couple of weeks ago, Telfa Tafua confessed he was a long, long way from being competitive on the water. Our progress is going absolutely terrible. Um, I can't stay on the kayak longer than 20 metres. I need to make 200. I've got a rule that I always show up, and I, I said I was going to show up, so I've got to show up. And the second rule is that I always have to finish. So if my kayak tips over 20 metres, I've got to swim 180. I can't swim that far. So I'm either going to finish the race or I'm going to drown trying. We have no finances, we have no kayak and we have no paddle, but we got heart. So we'll be there, we'll find a way to get there somehow. You're obviously used to doing things the hard way. Um, how, how close are you to getting a real kayak? And, and what are you going to do in Hungary? Maybe, maybe wear a mask in case I fall off the kayak. I don't know what's going to happen in Hungary, but uh, as always, I will give everything I have and let's see what happens. In terms of completed races, obviously just in, in practice, because you haven't had a, a top-level competition yet, um, what's your best time? This is what's really interesting to me, is that I have no idea what my time is. I, I don't know if I'm a minute off. You know, the, the, the time you think of is 34 seconds, because that's the Olympic time. But I don't know if I'm a minute off the guys, or 10 seconds, or 20. I, I have no idea, because I can't finish 200 metres without falling off yet. Um, so I'm curious myself. And you know, I'm not just saying this to to see what happens. I I don't know. You, you obviously learned to to balance yourself on the on, on the skis and and got to the Winter Games and and obviously you you are an athlete. So um, what is it about the water that's so tricky? There's 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 a lot of water all around you in Tonga and and in Brisbane. Well, there's a lot of water, but the goal is not to fall in the water. The, there's something about a, a sprint kayak which is completely different to a recreational kayak. It's built to just be fast in one direction. And um, being balanced while sitting down and you know putting in a power stroke. I put in a power stroke and I fall off. I haven't figured it out yet. I haven't figured it out yet. But I'm hoping it's something like riding a bicycle. You have no idea 
until you do. And then you can do it forever. I'm hoping. And, and so between now and Hungary, what, what is the plan for those five weeks? Pray a lot and more prayer. The coach gave up everything, job, uh, his family's knows what he's doing, but he's you know got a few kids there and he's chasing down the dream as well. Uh, so we leave back here and I'll go straight into some form of camp and try and get my balance. We then go across to Hungary, I believe on the 10th or 11th, and there's a one-week training camp before the actual uh, world championship. And hopefully there I'll learn something with Master Paul on how to actually do the sport. And of course your coach, Master Paul, is also your Taekwondo coach. Yeah. He's a Pacific Games gold medalist. He was with you at the Rio Olympics. Uh, he's a long-time uh, friend and confidant of yourself. Uh, yes. how, how is his knowledge of kayaking and, and how is his coaching of the sport? It's as bad as mine. Um, so it's like the blind leading the blind at the moment, which is quite interesting. But at the Rio Olympics, he had the shiniest red shoes ever. It was funny because we've got no funding. And, uh, and, and he said, uh, and he's been offered money for his shiny red shoes. And he said, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not selling them because uh, they're, they're an Olympic uh, memory. He knows as much as I know. He's been on YouTube looking and watching and learning how to coach. So we'll have a week in Hungary before the World Championships to try and figure it all out. He'll learn from other coaches. But the biggest thing is he's got heart. He's up at five in the morning. You know, he'll put the kayak on the car. He'll have breakfast ready. He's, he's a coach. He's a chef. He's a masseuse, friend, brother, everything. So it's a recreational kayak that you are training in? Yeah, we have a recreational kayak, which isn't good because it just keeps... It's not the same. In terms of competing at the World Championships, uh, obviously if you win that event, you would qualify directly for Rio. Clearly that's... Um, probably out of the realms of possibility so after that you've got the Oceanias in February I think that would be the last chance is that right? Uh, yes so I've, I've just released a book The Motivation Station it's all about um, it's all about doing what you need to do to become your greatest version and in it what I, I talk about is that like impossible if there's a man that can win that race why can't other men win that race as well I mean what I found from the Olympics is that most of it is belief People think sports is just about the physicality. I have a, a lot of strong belief. I don't know what my time will be. I might come in like the, the next day, but I feel if we have if we have good belief, anything can happen. I mean, I do remember you saying, um, I think when you I interviewed you prior to competing in Rio, I said, do you, do you believe you can win the gold medal? And you said, I have to. If I wasn't, if I didn't believe that I wouldn't be here, there'd be no point being yes, here. Yes. Is, is that the same philosophy you take into the kayaking? Yeah, you know, I, when, when you train, and I told the guys here at South Pacific Games, when you train, you train to absolutely dominate and win. And then on the day of the competition, you don't even think about winning or losing. You just allow your training to take over. Um, I wouldn't do it if I didn't believe that I could win. I think in, in Taekwondo, you know, anyone can win on the day. With kayaking, uh, I have to see where I stand. I don't know where I stand yet. But, I, but I'll train so I can win. And I believe that if you see me on a kayak, I said this from the start, if you see me on a kayak in Tokyo, there's going to be a medal hanging, hanging around my neck and going back to Tonga. I just got to get to Tokyo on a kayak first. Do you have to wear a shirt on the kayak? That is one of the questions that people ask, of course. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. If I put enough oil on, then I'll have a, a slipstream, which will help me go faster. You know what they sell about oil and water? They don't mix, which is great because my goal is to stay out of the water. That's Tongan Olympian Peter Talfatafua.
And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thanks very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.